Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers every time it rains in LA. If it rains between Monday and Friday, yes, we will bring you an episode. Uh, five, <laughs> five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Make us your first listen. And let's bask in this victory over the Celtics. Absolutely. <laughs> Kicking things off, we're going to have a game recap of that mm -hmm. win over the Celtics. We'll talk about what we liked as well as what we didn't like. Not a whole lot to nitpick in this one, wow. but there is sort of a continuing theme of the paint defense not being sure. very good. Good at all. Uh, yes. So we're going to talk about that. And then it's Thirsty Thursday. Uh, every single Thursday, Chuck and I talk about... What we're thirsty for, what, what we want to see more of, sometimes even what we want to see less of. But this one, it's all positive. It's all good stuff that we want to see more of. Uh, can't wait to dig into that. And then in shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else, there was a trade proposed by a rival podcast, the Clips Have Rival? <laughs> uh, which is Bledsoe uh, and Boston for Buddy Heald. So we're going to talk about that. And then... Honestly, like I'm feeling a little bit excited about James Ennis, and I think that we should talk about it. This guy's going insane. Uh, James Ennis. <laughs> so all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so the Clippers defeated the Celtics 91-82 in Boston. You love to see it. Um, we got to let you know this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, they do DFS right. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code NBA. Go to your app store. Download the app today. It's daily fantasy made easy. Let's get into what we liked about this game. I mean, what we're going to like with pretty much any Clippers victory moving forward with this absence of Paul George. Just a win. Just a win. And the most important driving force of that win, offensively, Marcus Morris. Yes, this was sort of an interesting one. So he finished with 23, 10, and 2. Oh, this was a weird game stat-wise for everybody involved. The rebounding, these 10 boards were absolutely needed. Yes. Um, he was, yeah, he was pulling those things down. Interestingly enough, though, to get to that 23 points, he did not make a single three. <laughs> hey, whatever. It took him 21 <laughs> shots yep. to get to those 23 points. So it, like, I mean, I'm going to be honest, it wasn't the prettiest performance of all time. Didn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. Yep. Uh, you know, he's still like he, he still buried his head down, you know, grabbed Couldn't his lunch stop pail. Him. Couldn't stop <laughs> him in the mid-range at all. No. Cannot no. stop this man in the mid-range right now, which is fantastic. He wasn't posting up as much as I like I think that he could have sometimes on mismatches. Yeah. And I wonder if that has to do he did talk post game a little bit about how his breathing still feels to be a little bit affected since he, he tested positive. So I don't I, like that. At I all. I don't know. And and we have seen him like the rebounding was great. We have seen him kind of Take a little bit of a of a decline defensively since he's returned. It's 100% sure. understandable. I think that that is, you know. We need the offense. I don't it, know. It, like, we need the offense need more the offense. than the defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not saying one is, but that's just where it is right now. Um, Eric Bledsoe, Luke Kennard, and Terrence Mann all had 17 points. Eric Bledsoe and Luke Kennard both had 17, 4, and 4. Absurd. Which, I mean, this is what we talked about in the pregame. We needed this. We needed someone to help. Um, Marcus Morris out. Eric Bledsoe was two of three from deep. He was aggressive, decisive. This was just peak the kind of Bledsoe you need in a game like this. And he's been fantastic since pretty much December started. Yeah, well, it, and it's interesting too because we talked about this in the preview and you said, you asked me who you who I thought would have to be like sort of the second guy next to Marcus Morris. 
And I said it's, you know, either a tandem of Eric Bledsoe or Luke Kennard mm -hmm. and Avita Zubats. And you said not man. And then man came out in this one. Told me to shut up. Also had 17, 5, and 3. Uh, great homecoming for him. He's from the Lowell, Massachusetts area, not yeah. far from Boston. Uh, so he had a bunch of family and friends in yeah, the audience 50 tonight. 50 tickets given out. Good for Terrence Mann, dude. That's, that's great. That's what? sick. Is it No, in the NBA, is it like bringers? Does he get like a couple extra yeah, minutes of gets... playing time for bringing 50 people to the yeah. game? Yeah, if you're not in the starting rotation, uh, however many tickets you can you can give out, you get an extra attack. You know, one 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 minute per ticket for that. Okay. So he All was, right. he got some, he probably should have played the whole game based on this. <laughs> um, but we, I loved everything about Terrence Mann in this game. He was so efficient. Uh, he finished 7 of 11 from the field. He shot 50% from three. There was really only like two sort of like WTF kind of yeah. Terrence shots. Um, and one of them he made anyway. So it's kind of just <laughs> well, like, whatever. well, whatever. You know, like it's a little bit whatever. Uh, but the rebounding was great. He just looked so comfortable and decisive in this moment. And, yep. you, you know, like if you listen to this podcast, you know that that's been uh, the big issue for Terrence is I feel like he's, he's had a pretty rough year. He's had a rough year, and it's it's been hard for me at times even to contextualize like just the flux of everything that's been going on around him. Right. Like, you know, how good he looked in the playoffs last year. He hasn't played with like, you know, three out of five of those other guys. <laughs> yeah, very good point. Uh, so it, it was good to see him have a great game there. Tell me a little bit. Yeah. What, what did you like about Luke Kennard in this one? Luke Kennard was great in this one. Um, kind of a just hit big shots, kind of a bit of a momentum shifter in this one. 60% um, in the second half, which was much needed. There was some sloppiness in this game that the Clippers overcame because of, you know, um, people like Luke Kennard doing what they do best. So we love to see the confidence. He was moving. Pretty good, all things considered. We've we've kind of heard about his discomfort and stuff like that, but five of ten from three. I mean, seventeen four and four. Like I don't plus two blocks, a steal like, and two hell? blocks. Like, it's insane. No, this was this was perfect, Luke Kennard. Um, and then Zubats had one point and fourteen <laughs> boards, like a real weirdo. Is that your favorite stat line of the year? It's my favorite stat line of the year. One point fourteen boards plus nineteen. With a block, no fouls. This is the this is the most enjoyable. So absurd. This is the most enjoyable Zubat stat line that we're gonna see all year. And, yes. we, and we needed all these boards. Like we bear, we lost boards, but I mean, yesterday no, on Twitter Tuesdays, someone said like like can you break down how to appreciate Zubats for right people here. who like always want to trade him? And I would say I don't know. Look at this. Stat look line. at this game. Um, what else do we like from this game? Um. The three-point shooting, which I talked about in the game preview, uh, did carry over. Uh, we did pretty well in that game against Brooklyn. It was kind of like the only thing we could really get going. Sure. Uh, but in this one, we shot 39% as a team, despite how we mentioned earlier, Morris did not make a single three. Yeah. Um, so it seems like the Clippers are, are kind of on an upswing from three from an efficiency perspective. And look, this is sort of going to be for however long Paul George and Batum and, and whoever else is in and out of the lineup, it's going to be all hands on deck. And the more yeah. we can get the ball moving and get like easy looks from three, um, you know, we, we won't always be 39% efficient as a team, but it's still a move in the right direction. Looking at the three point shooting. It's so funny. We had seven guys who took at least one three <laughs> and four of them shot at least 50%. Three of them shot 0%. <laughs> which is great. Um, what we didn't like, and I just want to preface this segment with, it's hard to nitpick anything in a win like this. Like, 
There Every was, win the Clippers get right now is a big win. Honestly, any team dealing with health and safety. Like, yes. There yeah. were some sloppy turnovers on the second to let the Celtics come back from down from double digits, which was rough. Um, the Celtics shot historically awful from three in this game. Um, what did they go? Four of 41? Um, four of 42, excuse me. Nine and a half percent from three. We'll take it. But this is the current state of the NBA. You get weird-ass things like this where a guy has one in 14 or whatever it was. You get a game where guys only make 9% of their threes. Like, look, I, I, if you really are hanging your head on anything in particular from this game, maybe reevaluate how you're looking at the scope of the NBA as a whole right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But there were some things we didn't like. Uh, yeah, so the paint defense was just, it was bad. It was, yeah, it was, it was not bad. Good. We got outscored in the paint, fifty-six to twenty-four. Uh, we also lost second chance points, twenty-eight to eight. They grabbed and, twenty-one offensive rebounds. Yeah. So How many this, games has the team lost where they grab over twenty offensive rebounds? This was an like so the second chance points. I, I'm a little bit more willing to forgive because it's a bit of an anomaly. You know, the Celtics were really inefficient. They shot sure. super poorly from three. Yes. Not great overall. Yeah. A lot of offensive rebounding opportunities. Yes, absolutely. Offensive rebounds created. Yeah, of course. A favorite <laughs> stat here. Um, and you know, like Zoo, you know, he did finish with those 14 boards. He was doing his best. He was often going up though against at least like two to sometimes three yes. bodies, um, which was difficult. And, you know, like the Celtics, they just they sort of owned the paint in the restricted area. Um, and I I wasn't a fan. Not a fan of it. And this was partly due to, I think, kind of this weird hybrid zone defense the Clippers played. Yeah. Um, which led to a bunch of boards for the Celtics. Um Ty Lue said postgame that he thinks playing a lot of zone was able to throw the Celtics off. The Clippers would play zone and then play man-to-man after two passes to keep the Celtics off balance. It's interesting. I mean, it contributed to the Celtics grabbing a ton of offensive boards. Luckily, they didn't hit their threes. It worked out. I'm not sure how much faith I'd put into this moving forward, but I think this is where we're at. Like, like I said at the top of this, we can't really nitpick a whole bunch in a win like this. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh... I yeah, I mean, I like that Ty Lue looks at the data. I, I don't know that I would call this hybrid thing a, a success. The hybrid zone, like so man far to man in games where we've run the hybrid zone, one and oh. I know, but it, <laughs> if Boston even hits 20% of their three point hey. shots, uh, this game looks a little Whoa. different. Hey, sure. Yeah, if we hit 100%. Things look a little different. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, no, you're totally right. It's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, we're just, we're kind of riding weird trends game by game right and, now and which I'm, is so I, and, hard and i'm i'm available for it it yeah. makes sense <laughs> yeah. like you, you know you have to do what you have to do to get in these wins right now yes um and then one last thing rough go of it from surge a yeah. little bit tonight tyloo acknowledged that in the post game he said he played justice winslow at the five more because it wasn't fair to play surge without a point guard al horford it seemed like he was having a good time in that matchup. Yeah, we're going to talk about more of the surge thing coming up uh, in a bit but hey the clips got a win in boston we're still on the road. We got to go to Toronto for New Year's. Let's let's get that win too. Coming up, we're going to be talking Thirsty Thursday, things we want to see more of, including just more of the same from Marcus Morris and an update on Reggie Jackson's situation. But first, we got to give another shout out to Prize Picks. It has the best DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. And I'll tell you what, there's money to be made on 10-day hardship contracts on prize picks. If you're Will Updike, my co-host, 
Probably putting some money on those overs for James Ennis points <laughs> uh, coming up in the next couple of days. Um, if you deposit and use promo code NBA, you'll get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Who doesn't want that? Don't hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com. Use promo code NBA or go to the App Store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, so we're back, and we're talking Thirsty Thursday. Every single Thursday, we like to take a look at what we want to see more of, what we're thirsty for, yes. sometimes what we want to see less of. But this one's all positive. Chuck, what are you thirsty for? So we got a bit of an update on the Reggie Jackson uh, timeline, which is great. And I'm thirsty for this reconditioning to go smoothly. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to pass a test? So just as an aside, the term reconditioning makes me feel uncomfortable yeah it sounds like a weird dystopian thing you do to it get does. to like a, a regime is like we need to start thinking it about involves this a computer better. chip yeah hold my eyelids open yeah. um putting lsd in them whatever anyway uh andrew greif before the celtics game said that reggie jackson wanted to give it a try tonight because he was up upgraded from out to doubt to doubtful yes which was like what are we doing here he's probably and they flew an to austin and he was there but like come on um he wanted to give it a try uh, tonight, as in pregame versus the Celtics, and again before Toronto to see if he's available Friday. I'm. We don't know what his symptom situation was. We don't yeah. know if he was really feeling it. Um, we have two people in our lives who really felt some symptoms hard um, from all this stuff. Um, but it doesn't seem like it was too crazy if he was warming up before the Celtics game, right? Like he was able yeah. to do that, which is good, you know. Um, I'm hoping he plays on Friday. I'm hoping he plays on Friday and honestly sits on Saturday. Yeah, that'd be great. This game against the Nets, look, there's scheduled losses on the on the schedule and there's like, uh, this is going to be bad, maybe, losses. This is maybe one of those losses. Let's get Harden him. and Durant versus what's left of this Clippers team. Yes. Yeah. Let's, you know, play in the Raptors, which is a much different team than the Nets the day before. I hope he can play. Um... It was also revealed after the Celtics game that Bledsoe wasn't feeling well. Yeah. Which... Troubling. Troubling. He said he was a little freaked out. He is boosted, as he said. Don't know which one he got, but he got a booster, which is good. Um, so I'm just hoping this reconditioning goes well and we get to see some Bledsoe... Or excuse me, some Reggie minutes um, versus the Raptors on Friday. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, another guy that I'm thirsty for is Amir Coffey. Wait, are we going to talk about the starting lineup when Reggie returns? Oh, What's that yes. look like? Yes, we should. Sorry. Do we? I jumped the gun. No worries, man. There's um, notes right in front of me. <laughs> um, this is the first time people are, like, these, people are going to be like, these guys use notes? <laughs> um, so assuming Bledsoe is healthy, mm -hmm. what are we working with with the starting lineup? Do we think, is it wild to think that maybe Reggie comes off the bench as part of this? a term that I hate to say, reconditioning program? So that's very interesting. I think um, if there is any sort of minutes restriction or there's going to be any sort of ramp up, depending on... Yeah, we still don't know the full situation of whether he had symptoms or not. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of would make sense. One thing that I feel like we do know is... I feel like it's pretty apparent from the sample size that Reggie and Bled doesn't really work. No, together. it does not work. Right. So I don't know then if, if, you know, if Reggie's, you know, back to, to his normal capacity, reconditioning-wise, you know, uh, he's fully reconditioned. Can we just start saying ramping up? He's reconditioned. I don't want, I don't <laughs> like talking about people being reconditioned. It's weird. Um, uh, he's ramped up. Yeah, he's ramped up. I, like, 
I think that it would make sense if we saw him move Bled back to the bench. I think that, you know, there... Reggie the, with the first unit, he doesn't have to do as much. Because Reggie with the second unit, he's getting his shots off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a chance that we get into like, oh, he tried 15 threes tonight. Yeah. Type thing. Where maybe I mean, the we sometimes lineup, see that in the starting lineup, though. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, fair. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, I guess. I hope Reggie starts, though. Because that's where he's going to be when everyone's fully healthy. Is he? Yeah. And Kawhi and Paul George are both healthy. You think it's Reggie in the starting lineup and not Bledsoe? Yes, I do. Interesting. Do you have other thoughts? Yeah, I think it's Bled. I think that is the best lineup. Fully healthy Clippers roster. You're putting Bled in the starting lineup. Eric Bledsoe, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, Evita Zubats. I'm not mad at that lineup at all. Whew, that's a good time. A good lineup. That's a good lineup. Um, and then Reggie is probably you know first sub in. Of course. Yeah. Well, you know what happens when Reggie returns? <laughs> probably getting a couple more dubs, which is great. Maybe. All right, let's talk Amir Coffee. Yes. So I am thirsty for Amir Coffee to just keep doing his thing. Uh, he's been a positive impact player in three of the last five games. One of these negative impact games was in the Nets blowout, so I'm willing to kind of strike that one from the record. Sure. The other one is uh, in that lost OKC, and you know it's barely a negative thing. So overall, <laughs> he, he he has been a plus impact on the floor. A pip, a plus impact player. Yes. Yep. Uh, real, a real pip. <laughs> uh, the starters have been, you know, like, despite the flux, more or less doing their best to try and make it work. Yes. The secondary unit overall uh it was it looked good tonight tonight they were actually able to for the most part maintain a lead uh they did give up the lead at one point yeah yeah (laughs) but overall like that the secondary unit has not been great as a whole which makes sense all things considered oh yeah it's not a good personnel unit in the personnel it's like yeah yeah come on what are we hoping yeah, yeah yeah absolutely but he has kind of been a shining light of that unit and like not in the way that Brandon Boston is a shining light where I'm like, oh man, the future for this guy is good. Amir Coffey with the hustle that he does and like the the like the defensive ability contributes to wins now. Absolutely. Uh, yes. And he's one of a few players on that secondary unit that like I'm not wildly uncomfortable with when they're on the floor no not at all yeah because it's, um, a, it's a bit of a known quantity like that's the issue with a lot of known commodity that's an issue with a lot of these guys where it's like we don't know who's going to play well with each other like there was some it was kind of a rough go for keon against the celtics and i think that shows you the difference between like what amir coffee brings to, to oh, someone on that like 100%. on that tier you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. amir brings a stabilizing presence like for your, sure. your cusp sort of rotation players yes. in a you know in a normal season exactly uh Look, uh, he he has been struggling a bit with his outside shot. Uh, He was one of five against Brooklyn, one of four against Denver. But he did go two of three tonight in the win in Boston. We love it. Uh, And I also feel like these sort of like one of five, one of four performances, because of the quantity of shots he was taking in the G League from three, I'm kind of willing. He was hoisting up like 12 three-pointers. I know. So I'm kind of willing to put some of these performances in the like, it's so bad that it has to turn around at some point type of category. Sure, yeah. Like 20% from three. Like, I think that he's better than that. I think he's 
<laughs> one more make better than that, which would put him around like 35%. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's mid 30s. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Yeah. No, that's all right. Uh. Uh, <laughs> and offensively, you know, he has also been finding ways to score despite his limitations. Uh, you know, that, that's another thing. Like his positioning is really, really good. Uh, yes. He has he has kind of an IQ for the game of a well I mean he's played in the G League for long enough at this point that he's yeah. practically a vet he's an NBA uh, player 100% yeah definitely so from two-point range he shot 100% versus Boston he was three of four versus Denver and two of three versus Sacramento uh so you know he can he can find ways to position himself to offensively not be a black hole I do think the three-point shooting will be a little bit better than what we've seen in these last five games sure um you know probably not 66 percent like it was tonight but i i do think that it's closer to like that mid-30s kind of yeah, range fair um i'm thirsty for marcus morris keeping up this fantastic run of play only got a few uh a couple seconds here to run this out i hope this is for about four and a half more weeks because paul george posted an instagram story that had a glimpse of his elbow and that thing is wrapped up yikes sturdy um Mook has had 20 points in five of his last six games. He's hitting everything from the mid-range. My only real concern is this quote-unquote minutes restriction. He played 38 minutes versus the Celtics, which is a minutes restriction if you were going to put the minutes at 48 minutes. I feel like Ty Lue, when he says minutes restriction, is like when Dr. Evil says time machine and does the quotes. Here's Mook's last uh, few games. 27 minutes, 32, 33, 24, 35. I'm a little worried about the minutes restriction. It's a ghost minutes restriction. Yes, I'm a little worried about the minutes restriction, but he's doing everything he can with them, so we just have to ride this out right now. Uh, you mentioned he had 20 points in five of his last six games. How many points did he have in the sixth one? He had two. <laughs> he had two. What do you want him to do about that? Oh, we're going to bring up the past. Um, I don't know. Yeah, two points versus the Magic. I mean, what are you going to do? We won. Uh, oh, you want us to win by more? Do you bet the spread? Greedy on your part. Um, let us know what you're thirsty for over at Locked on Clippers. Coming up. Will has some things to say uh, about Ennis the Menace. Uh, but first, Will, talk to me about Built Bar and potentially your favorite flavor. Uh, look, you know Built Bar, if you listen to this podcast, we talk about it all the time. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. Sure. But did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's truly something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, it's great. They're really passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. They got coconut, cherry, barcia, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, raspberry, mint brownie, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Ooh, yummy. You want to know what my favorite flavor is? What? Strawberry. It's oh. kind of like a, it's nearly a Neapolitan with the chocolate and the strawberry. Sure. No vanilla. Toss a scoop of vanilla ice cream on there. I'm just, I'm just sipping vanilla extract on the side. It's a little chaser. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Pretty cool. Uh, and, you know, I keep going on and on about the flavors and the taste, but it's not just about flavor. These bars are healthy, too. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Uh, Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Pretty neat, huh? Cool. 
And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you go to built.com and use promo code locked on, you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. Okay, welcome to Shavings. Um, hey, shavings. We're going to get the unnecessary stuff out of the way. The clip set, guys. We're talking about a potential huh? trip. Why? It's not a rivalry. We love those guys. Joseph Fry Award <laughs> filled in very well for me while I was deathly ill. Um, Clipset guys are talking a potential Bledsoe and Brandon Boston for Buddy Heald trade. Sacramento would be shedding salary because Bled's contract isn't fully guaranteed next year. And of course, they would be getting a future MVP in this trade. Um, would Buddy help this current Clippers team in a way that makes tangible sense also just a reminder his contract goes down every year he makes 20 million next year 18 million the final year of his current contract so i mean it's interesting in <laughs> i thought it was interesting like in a season huh in a season where we even have like paul george Morris and Batum, you know, like as our known. You mean our players? Yes. Yes. Okay. Guys who play for the Clippers regularly. To me, oh man, it's difficult, but I I feel like Bledsoe is maybe the better fit because he doesn't need to take shots. He'll need shots. And we have Reggie. uh, Black Sub-Zero talked about this on Twitter. We have Reggie, who's a high-volume shooting guard. We have Luke, who should be a high-volume shooting guard. And we're not... We're obviously not trading either of those guys. So adding a third guy, it also, I will say this, a starting lineup of, I mean, like, I would love to have a starting lineup of Bled and Buddy, but we can't yeah. in this trade scenario. Yeah. So then the starting lineup is like Reggie, Reggie Buddy, Buddy, PG, Kawhi. Morris. Morris. Zoo. Small ball. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's a little, it gets a little weird I think if we were fully healthy, I could maybe see it. But I think you're right. Like, Bledsoe brings... I mean, like... We need defense, right? I, I like Which Buddy. is weird, because we're a top 10 defensive rating team. But we still need more. I Like, I like Buddy Heald. I've been a, you know, a fan for a while. But, like, looking at him on this team, I mean, he's a guy who... I mean, averages around 16 points per game on about 14 shots a game. Yeah. Whose shots are you taking away from to get Buddy Heald 14 shots? Right. Right. No, totally. Yeah, you're not wrong. I don't know. It's weird. I'll tell you what. Uh, the team across the hall should have done this trade instead of the other oh, one. Oh, I mean, they need shooters. Yeah. Though. Like, oh, it's a, God, it's a, yeah. just a different scenario. But like, I think we're fine. The Clippers are fine. Um, we have so many ball handlers and everything, too. Like, I mean, I feel like we just have Too many cooks. We'd have them, like, post... Like, we'd have them just being in a... You can't, like, have your wings times. handle the ball a lot, and then two of your guards also handle the ball a lot who are all on the same lineup. Yeah, I mean, you could maybe put him into Canard sets that we have now. I don't know. We, but just we have, have Canard. We have Canard for 16 a year. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't right. know. Right. I okay. really like Buddy Heald. I feel like in if this team, like... Just, like, not, just not this what, year. Yeah, what this team, like, yeah. normally is, I don't think that it's a compliment. This year, with so many guys being out, I mean, I guess the, you know, the increased scoring from, from over Bledsoe would be nice. But it doesn't put but, us into any realm of yeah, like yeah. with no Paul George. I I mean, it's just a moot point to me. Yeah, like it's fair. I I don't I can't see an advantage of one over the other if I'm yeah. being honest. And we also don't want Kawhi's coming back. Um, let's talk about some. Let's talk about a matter that's uh, close to your heart. Is it? 
I mean, is it? <laughs> All right, look, uh, we don't have a lot of time, but I just want to talk about, <laughs> is it time to buy stock on Ennis Island? Uh, if you didn't know, James Ennis III. Uh, <laughs> a long line of great Ennises. <laughs> yes, a lot of great Ennises. James Ennises, to be specific. Uh, was signed to a 10-day hardship contract. Yep. Uh, California look, native. I am a little bit excited about this signing. Uh, I would be less excited, like if there there haven't been so many absences, if this year wasn't as year as weird as it is. Yeah. But we are where we are, and looking at him, like you know, we talked in the first segment, sort of about the the second, like the backup unit currently yes. with with such a depleted roster. I mean, like James Ennis is a legit vet with seven years of experience. Sure. Uh, he has shot the lights out from three in his last two seasons. He definitely has. Uh, 43% in Orlando, okay. 50% in Brooklyn, which is only a two-game sample size. One right, of I'm which was against the Clippers. I'm, I'm going to be honest, that, all right? <laughs> okay, we ha- I know we love We have to throw out the 50% in two games for the Nets. How about this? I shot 0% in two games for the Nets. Yeah, like, that sounds right. You're a 0% three-point shooter. 50% in the NBA. 50% in Brooklyn. I mean, <laughs> I, we... All right. I guess. Fine. Strike it from the record. <laughs> strike, strike it from the record. Strike it from the record. He's still a career high 30s uh, three-point shooter, around 36%. It's What if you take out those two games for Brooklyn? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, you know, the attempts aren't going to like bonk your of course eyes out not. or anything. It's yeah. like, it, you know, it's like two three-point attempts per game. Uh, however, like, you know, his career kind of consistency leads me to believe that it's not just a blip that he is going to, he's a good NBA he could, player. He could be in that high thirties kind of sure. 40 range, uh, over his career. He's a box plus minus plus three per hundred possessions. Oh, look, <laughs> offensively, <getting> upset. <laughs> offensively, you know, like not spectacular. Uh, I, that's fine. He's defensively sound, which I do which is think why is, he's on is, this is team. something that yeah. we need. Um, he does have a positive value of a replacement player, which, hey, you know, we sometimes Oof. care about, we sometimes don't. Oh, My question is, do we have any concerns about Ennis after Brooklyn let him go on a two-game sample size? No, I think they knew they were getting guys back. Yeah, yeah. I think Also, that's, I think the way that 10-day contracts work now, like, there's going to be players who are just... I mean, IT ten day guy. It is already going to be playing on his second ten day for a different team, right? Uh, yes, but as of five hours ago, I believe he was put into health and safety protocol. Ah, okay. Um, All right. Well, Mavericks signed Isaiah Thomas. Oh wait, no, sorry. They signed Isaiah Thomas. They put two people uh in health and safety. I'm sorry. So he is on the Mavs. So there's just going to be guys who were ten day guys, mm-hmm. and I think Ennis might be one of them. But hey, if Brooklyn signed him. I'd rather have him coming from Brooklyn than like the Rockets. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. You have an anecdote to share about Ennis's signing. I do. I'm not as excited as you are about James Ennis. I don't have the jersey. Is Ennis that- better than Winslow? I mean, maybe. Are you going to get a James Ennis City Edition jersey? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Dude, and Ennis, the third City Edition jersey, <laughs> would be a snapshot in time. If he hits you, would, you could bury that in a time capsule for them to open at the Intuit Dome in 20 years to be like, when the fuck did James Ennis If he has Ennis a double-double versus the Raptors, I will buy the jersey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm holding you to that. Yeah. Do turnovers count? <laughs> you know what? Turnovers count. All right. Any double double versus the Raptors by James Ennis will the opinion updike will buy a James Ennis edition jersey. I will buy a second one just to put in a Clippers time capsule. <laughs> just for people to have. Um, so Andrew Greif talked about this from the Ennis signing. He talked to James Ennis 
about his last 24 hours. He said he went to 24-hour fitness uh, the day before yesterday when you're listening to this when he heard that the Clippers wanted to sign him and then splint his plane ride with Reggie Jackson trying to learn about the Clippers, which is great. Shout out to Reggie, too, for helping out, even on the health. And it sounds like a great interview. seems like he he really gets to know his employer. What's a triple-double for an interview look like? (laughs) What if he gives 10 answers in an interview? (laughs) He was also the first person up at post-game availability after the Celtics game, and he got a DNP. (laughs) Anyway... Um, future face of the franchise. I'll tell you who I feel bad for. Whoever had to play against just got signed to a 10-day James Ennis at this 24-hour oh, yeah. fitness. Yeah. Did he go and play basketball and was like, I'm, I have He's to, our age, too. Can I you imagine to, playing James <laughs> Ennis at a 24-hour fitness? Uh, He's 31. That is so funny. <laughs> um, no, I can't imagine that at all. He's younger than I am. No, like you're just a, you're just at the fitness. You're trying to get a couple shots up. Maybe you got your headphones in. You're playing by yourself. And then James Ennis comes in wearing a Clippers shirt. Who's like, I need someone to run ones with right now. And you're just getting destroyed. Um, I love it. Also, I fave it. Was this a panic workout? Like how sometimes you feel like you haven't done enough exercise and you just knock out 20 sit-ups? Oh, like, definitely. Like in your work clothes? You're like, well, I guess that works Well, blow off some steam for sure. <laughs> yeah. This was him being like, I guess they want to sign me. <laughs> I bet he had... I wonder if he's like, shit, I got to buy a basketball. <laughs> there's a moment in every... Hit the target. There's like, a moment in every man's life, person's life, excuse me, where you're just like, shit, I need to have a basketball. <laughs> and you have to go get that... And a pump. And a pump, Because yeah. if you're from a certain age, basketballs used to not come pumped up. Yeah. You used to have to buy both. Yeah. Well, and sometimes they're like half blown up. You know what I mean? Like Yes. It's not the full capacity. Well, because people have been messing around with them in the store and, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and the air is not free. Uh, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, bookmark this. Please tweet at us so we remember that Will has to order a James Ennis uh we're gonna remember it's on friday dude ennis with the three yeah after it on that on that jersey yeah you might just have to get this anyway (laughs) um coming up on friday's episode um preview of the new year's eve new year's day back-to-back versus toronto and brooklyn a hellish thing that should not exist for any basketball team a love mary quarantine and of course whatever else happens between now and then in clipperland will when someone gets asked, where the hell are you listening to a Clippers podcast at? Where can you tell them to listen to us? Uh, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app. Yes. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on yes. Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. Yep. You can always tell your sports speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. Hey, if you haven't already, please give this show a, a rating, a review. You can do that over on the podcast app or on Spotify now. Five stars. It would really help the show out. We appreciate it. Uh, we mentioned up top, we do come at you five days a week. That's Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have your listen. We absolutely would. We got to give a shout out to Clippers Girl, who gave us a review on December 9th over on Apple Podcasts, or whatever it's called. She said, the guys are very fun to listen to. I always listen while cooking in my house. Oh, love it. I like that they're always truthful and not delusional like some other team shows. Keep it up. Also, someone said, good cop, bad cop. Love the positive attitude from Chuck and the more grounded analysis from Will. So... <laughs> 
Good job, bad cop. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back with you guys. I'll on take Friday. it. We'll be back with y'all on Friday. Will will be ordering I'm a bad cop with. I'm wearing two dusters. <laughs> two one dusters. frontwards, one backwards. <laughs> two dusters and a James and a City Edition jersey. <laughs> I have been positive, Chuck Mockler, and I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you. <laughs>